0: This is Monocle On Design, a show where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Nick Manise. On today's program, as we round out 2022, we continue to dip through the On Design archives to revisit some of our favourite packages from the last year. We meet a Bosnian coppersmith, visit a Japanese woodworking exhibition and learn about the furniture designer, Clara Porset. All that and more coming up on Monocle On Design. Bosnian creative Nomina Alek has been making things out of copper all her life. Growing up, she used to venture to her father's shop in Sarajevo's Smith district, tinkering with bits and pieces. So, when he asked Nurmina if she wanted to take over the family business in 2007, there wasn't a doubt in her mind. Since then, she's had to put up with long working hours and gender stereotyping. But, as Monocle's Alexei Korilov reports, she doesn't mind because working with copper is her life's passion.
1: When journalists see me for the first time, they they have a different feeling about me than the rest of the people. Maybe they cannot understand what it is, but they suddenly can see that it's different than the rest of it. Nermina Alic is outspoken,
2: boastful and opinionated. She has every reason to be. The daughter of one of Sarajevo's most celebrated craftsmen, she's arguably the city's only female coppersmith, or at least the only one who's serious about the craft.
1: So I started to come here as a kid. He would give me a small piece of copper to do something of it. And really soon he realized that I can do something of it. And that's how it became. And then, while I went to school, I was coming here during weekends and stuff like that. So that road was pretty natural to me, although it is very unusual to have a woman in this kind of craft. Many people ask me, like, how did you survive as a woman in in a predominantly male profession? That part was also easier for me, because when I was starting, my dad was here full-time, and people gradually accepted me. Because I was there with him and they, they trusted him. And then over the time he was coming less and less. And unfortunately last year I lost him. Hmm. But he left a lot behind. Not just me, he, he gave me a lot. The craft goes back centuries
2: and centers around something Bosnians love most, coffee. Like all smiths in Sarajevo, Nedmina specializes in ornate coffee pots or jazve, as well as other utensils associated with coffee drinking. Basically,
1: it's uh, not just the coffee pot; it's the whole coffee set. Coffee set. Yeah. So, uh, the, 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 the tray the, and uh, the tray, the coffee pot, uh, sugar pot, and one or two, but usually it's two cups because we see coffee as a social event. So, we. We don't like, actually, to have a coffee by ourselves. Yeah, We like to share it, and it's part of tradition, and that's part of the tradition I do like a, a lot. And uh, then uh, it's not just a cup. It also has a part made of copper underneath that cup. Cup holder. Bec- yeah, cup holder. Kind of. And that cup holder is something that it's not just a decorational part. Bosnians do like to have a coffee for a long time, to have long conversations with coffee, so that's how you keep coffee warmer Mm. for a longer time because copper is keeping heat much better than ceramics.
2: There's a reason why the word craft is usually coupled with the word traditional. There are rules to follow and Nermina is happy to follow them. But, she says, there's always room for innovation.
1: Yes, and I do follow traditional shapes, and especially this kind of decoration that we call savat. There is no translation for that word. What does that mean? It's um, when you make, for example, coffee pot, Bosnian coffee pot. That's one of the Bosnian symbols. When you make the shape of copper, then you tin plate it inside and out, and then on the other uh, outside, you scratch part of the tin to get the original color of the copper again. That's the whole story about Savat. And that's something which is really unique for us. And that's why it's uh, important to me. But doing Savat means that you do like seven or eight the same patterns all over again. You mix them differently, but they are the same. And I'm fine with that. But then I created, for example, my candlesticks made of actual shape of the coffee pot. That's my innovation in this craft. uh, beside my candlesticks you can see some lamps and I make candlesticks always uh, of coffee pot coffee pot shape but for the lamps then I use the other traditional shape to to change the purpose for it so because most of the people won't cook food in copper dishes these days but then I make of that cooking pot, I make a lamp and people in Bosnia still like it because that also means for them to keep tradition alive. They have some traditional object, they don't use it for the traditional purposes but they still, ha- still have purpose. I think there is always room for some kind of innovation in any craft or any job. For Monocle in Sarajevo, I'm Alexei Korolov.
0: We continue now in the UK capital where a current exhibition at Japan House London showcases over a thousand years of woodworking mastery. The show, called The Carpenter's Line, Woodworking Heritage in Hida Takiyama, explores the craft, culture and techniques found in the Gifu Prefecture of Japan. Monocle's Tamsin Howard went along and sent us this report.
2: A carpenter's line is a tool, the fundamental tool for a carpenter, which sets out a precise, straight, fundamental line from which you can work, and it is used using an inked string.
3: This is Simon Wright, Director of Programming at Japan House.
2: The carpenter's line also refers to the lineage of woodworking craftsmanship in Hidatakayama, and we tried to play on those words as well.
3: Japan House collaborated with the Japanese design group SPREAD, Kobayashan and Yabadasan, san who installed curtains to help the visitors through the exhibition space.
2: These curtains are reflections of the forest of Hida. They are in folds. There is a play on words in the idea that, in Japanese, the word for a fold is Hida, and that is also the name of the area, of course, And there is a theory that maybe the name Hida came from the idea that there are the folds of the mountains.
3: This is the sound of the densely forested Hida province, the northern portion of Gifu Prefecture in the centre of Japan. The mountainous region has roughly 52 kilohectares of natural forest, with 40% of the forest made up of conifers like cypress and cryptomeria. The other 60% comprises of 350 types of broadleaf tree, which includes beech, oak, walnut, cherry and Japanese broadleaf magnolia. These are notoriously difficult to work with, and the forests are in decline. But the Hida region is the only region where broadleaf wood furniture is successfully produced. It is one of the most recognised places in Japan for woodworking and the exhibition transports you to this environment. There is an aroma of wood and the sounds of the forest can be heard as you walk through the exhibition space.
2: When you look at Hida Takayama, you're looking at 1,300 years of history and something very strongly embedded within the Japanese psyche about woodworking.
3: Early records show woodworkers once provided their skills to the imperial capital in place of taxation, as well as famous shrines and temples. Simon introduces me to one of the first items in the exhibition, which brings this rich history to life.
2: It is a fantasy, science fiction story of the tale of a Hida craftsman. And this fantasy book obviously refers to the fact that Hida craftspeople were well-known for their woodworking skills.
3: It is an original print illustrating Hida no Takumi Monogatari, a story published in 1808. Simon highlights the importance of the hidden autonomy that the craftspeople of Hida have and how much it is embodied in the cultural landscape of Japan.
2: The example we have is an original print and the page open that we have chosen is showing the main character of the story who is called Inabe no Suminawa and Suminawa means craftsman's line. The actual hero of the story is the carpenter's line and the print is actually made by Katsushika Hokusai.
3: Today, internationally renowned workshops in the area collaborate with designers all over the world. This next item tells us more about the influence of Japanese woodwork globally and the future of woodwork in the region.
2: This chair is by Hida a company in Takayama, uh, one of the big four, in fact, of important uh, furniture manufacturers. And Cryptomeria wood is great for construction of buildings, but it's not great for the making of furniture. And what Hidasangyo has done has created a technique whereby you compress this soft wood into something which is suitable for making furniture. And I think the combination of, say, designers like Kawakami and this technique of compression of cryptomeria wood to make a suitable material is an example of what lies in the future maybe for Hida Takayama this constant uh, regeneration rethinking innovation making use of what is available but expanding one's horizons
3: the livelihoods of Hida's inhabitants still depends on their woodworking skills hundreds of joinery techniques lattice work and lacquerware which have been passed down through generations The exhibition does explore the history of Hida, but it also questions ideas of tradition, questions what innovation looks like and focuses on the present and future of the woodworking industry in the region.
4: We
2: have uh, pieces which have been made in this year, 2022, and innovations which have happened uh, over the Covid pandemic. We've also centred on a very important part of Takayama's woodworking history which is really the mid 20th century and we have tried to show it in its reality it is it is a very real industry in Takayama furniture making and it's not that glamorous necessarily and it's definitely not something that may strike you as being Japanese but this is the reality and this is what we really wanted to show the reality of what woodworking is in Hida Takayama looking at the raw materials, it looks at the environment, the place. We then move on to the tools and how people interact with that environment.
3: This song is sung by the people of Hida after they finished a meal and before the party begins. They sing to the good health of the forest, that they rely on for their work.
2: Joy, joy, to the noble young pine. May its branches flourish. May its needles grow thick. The needles grow thick on the noble young pine. An end, an end. Though there be many a way to end the night, let us end here.
5: Good night, good night.
3: Yamada has a company in Japan called Misot. He is an independent buyer and curator and he is in charge of the creative direction of the exhibition. His trip to Hida and the process of learning items tells us more about the exchange that took place.
6: I've discussed with Simon
7: on what items and products to display and on what path the visitors should take in order to learn about the process. What I tend to do um, in the buying process is like, so you go to various manufacturers or craftspeople and talk to them, look at the products products as well. What I'm looking for really, products themselves need to be interesting as well, obviously. obviously. But sometimes the process of how 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 they were made and also the process of how how they came about could be visible just by looking at the products as well. And that's really interesting when that happens. In other words, you could say that the products themselves are very uh, very communicative. You can tell a lot.
2: We also look to the future of what it means for woodworking in Hida Takayama, for example, with the Apprentice School, uh, where young people can learn the woodworking techniques. But we also look at ideas of sustainability, how the environment needs to be maintained, in, in order to sustain the industry with within uh, Hida Takayama and how various designers, companies are looking at ways to enhance their sustainability.
7: So like, and I just want people who come over to this exhibition to really enjoy and experience that background, what's behind it. And if that would encourage those people to go and visit
0: the region as well, that would be wonderful.
3: For Monocle in London, I'm Tamsin Howard.
0: The Carpenters' Line, Woodworking Heritage in Hida Takayama is on at Japan House London until the 29th of January 2023. We'll be right back after this. Now, maybe you were like me and had an artistic mother who dragged you around museums as a kid, something you eventually came to appreciate. Or perhaps your curiosity was piqued as an adult, when you discovered a famed institution in a new city you moved to. Either way, the experience at each of them would have been carefully designed. Which begs the question, exactly how is this done? How do architects create museum buildings that draw people in? It's something that architect Sue Fujimoto would have been thinking when he designed the House of Music in Hungary, which opened earlier this year. Located in Budapest's large Városliget Park, the structure houses a museum as well as performance spaces and classrooms. Here, the Japanese designer has thought carefully about how everything from its roof to the vistas from its windows might help to draw people into the space. Monocle's Ivan Cavallio travelled to the Hungarian capital to visit the space and sent us this report. In the world of classical music,
5: Hungary boasts great composers such as Franz Liszt. And Bela Bartok. In today's contemporary world, there's been a push to bring together the Central European Nations musical heritage under one roof that is equally as significant, the House of Music. Set on three levels, connected by a central spiral staircase, the 9,000 square meter venue is part performance hall, part exhibition space, and also houses classrooms to help educate the public interested in learning more about the art form or simply want to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. Designed by Japan's Sufojimoto, the building features an undulating roof that mimics a forest canopy, given the museum's setting inside Varusliget Park. The underside of the roof is covered in 30,000 gold-colored metal leaves that offer rich hues in the daytime and mimic the feeling of standing in a glade in the woods. Martin Horn is Operational Director at the House of Music.
6: So the idea of the architect was to uh, build when you are building in a park. It's quite important the environment, especially here. And uh, what he was thinking about that how we can invite people into the building. So that's why this building is a round building and fully transparent on the first level. And also the idea was that we have the roof, which is the main, Part of the building that kind of uh, holds together everything, and everything is under this big sculpture like uh, roof. We have the, the shape of the wave, which is within the, the roof, and also that shape, that sound wave like shape, is not just on the roof but also in the ground. If you go outside to the park, you can see all the hills, they're going up and down when you enter to the building, and also. This very transparent walls, but not just the walls transparent. You can see these holes that they're running through the roof, so bringing into the building the, the natural light.
5: The subtle curving roof is opened up by Fujimoto with 100 skylights to bring in sunlight and allow trees to extend skyward. It produces a soothing effect that is complemented by the glass facade of the structure that permits passers-by to peer into the two performance halls on the ground floor and make culture readily accessible. On the lower level, a maze of rooms gives a concise overview of musical history, touching on genres from Hungarian folk and opera to jazz and rock from across the globe. The interactive features are more engaging, thanks to vibrant, low-key graphics and engaging objects that come to life when one's audio headset approaches an exhibit.
6: This institution is not a church-like institution, uh, like some of the uh, museums from the last century. They, it's really open to all kind of public. So people from any musical background, even without any musical bra- background, are welcomed here. When you decide to make a museum which is talking about music, it's a kind of a big challenge, because uh, the music you hear and what to show them. So this. Uh, this was the, the challenge for us. And then the other challenge is that when you're talking about Hungarian music, it's, you cannot talk about Hungarian music without talking about European music history. So we melted together and we are in the main permanent exhibition. We are focusing on the European history and uh, highlighting the Hungarian musical parts. And we imagine that first you experience the musical history through the permanent exhibition, which is kind of a big space but it's not an open space. They, one, uh, we have altogether seven different areas of the exhibition focusing on on the musical history, and all all of these places are interactive, but interactive in a different way. For example, Gregorian music, which is not an interesting topic for for the youngsters, we try to make it interesting. So all the all the windows and all the for example the paintings are moving when you are going close to them the space of where we have for list for example we have Liszt the hungarian famous composer who has a cinema within the exhibition it's a kind of cinema and a concert hall at the same time when you walk into this space you can see a piano which is playing is called the disc and which is playing by itself So there is one more space we are proud of It's the Sound Dome Uh, Imagine yourself in a place where 360 you have video screens And not just screens, also the sound uh, 360 It is a place where you could feel that you are right at At a forest for example Or in a dance house or in a concert hall It's really around you and uh, we can have VJs and DJs uh, in the same space at night time. Daytime, it works like a cinema. So people, they go in and uh, enjoy the space with, with this forest-like or concert-like uh, atmospheres.
5: By making a transparent venue with nods to nature, the House of Music... Chun the classic white box of culture design and allows visitors to navigate the space more organically as they peruse interactive exhibits that try to educate rather than merely entertain. Now hosting live performances from reggae to jazz, one could argue it's already a resounding success. For Monocle in Budapest, I'm Ivan Carvalho.
0: Clara Porsett was a Cuban-born furniture and interior designer who spent much of her working life in Mexico. She dedicated herself to understanding the country's craft traditions, developing a particular appreciation of native materials and hand skills. The result? Outstanding pieces of furniture and smartly curated exhibitions. So, should she be one of the most celebrated names in Latin American design? Monocle's Louis Harned O'Mara certainly thinks so. We asked him to explain why.
8: Clara Porsett isn't the best-known name in design, but her influence in Latin America looms large. Born in Cuba in 1895, she was schooled in modernist design through the first decades of the 20th century, in Paris, New York, and North Carolina's Black Mountain College, where some of the founding figures of the Bauhaus were teaching at the time. Following her education, she moved to Mexico. She brought with her the serious design thinking of the modernist masters and used it to help develop the nation's vernacular, collaborating with the biggest names in Mexican architecture and design of that time. Here's Ana Elena Maye, a gallerist and host of the podcast Conversaciones de Diseño, who's a specialist in Porset's work.
4: The thing that it's really interesting is to understand the context. You know, we were talking about so she comes here late 30s. It was a decade after the revolution. Mexico was trying to put together a new national project to create a national identity. And that was part of what was happening here. That was addressed in every artistic field, architecture, If you think of Diego Rivera and Orozco and the muralist, that was part of the national project. So she starts really building, I think, a theory of a Mexican design. How can you make a Mexican design, understanding the heritage, but bringing it to the modern, as it was the moment of the great modern architecture, the 40s and the 50s. So what she really understood was the context, the legacy, working with local materials, with historical roots. And she saw the need for creating a national-based design, a Mexican-based design, inspired very much in the vernacular.
8: So as Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo were for Mexican art, Porset was for Mexican design. She incorporated and transformed the international style that was establishing itself into something more, well, Mexican. This came together in an item of furniture that defines a large part of her legacy, the boutique chair. A small, low-slung lounger, the chair can be found in buildings by Luis Balagan and Mario Pani. It encapsulates Porset's signature combination of modern design thinking with a historically informed vernacular. Taking local materials such as woven agave fibers into account.
4: So it's seating, furniture piece that comes from the Antillas, from the Antilles and it has traveled through all of Latin America, and you can find different vernacular versions of that butaque in different parts of the continent. So in Mexico, we had a version in Veracruz, we had a version in uh, the Maya, in the Maya land, in the Yucatan, and uh, in different parts in Campeche as well, so in different parts in the state of Mexico. So Clara kind of observes all that, all this research, and she realizes that the butaque could be a great example to bring into the modern, really to reinterpret ergonomical dimensions, experiment with different materials, local materials related to Mexican culture or to the roots, to the heritage.
8: Though Pawsit's ideas sound quite simple now, they were radical at the time. She was a champion of indigenous peoples and their craft traditions. She was an early proponent of socialism, and she helped change perceptions of interior design from being a frivolous pastime for women into the serious discipline that we know it to be today. And at the center of this in her design work was her attention to local materials, The Boutac chair is just one example of her mission, which was to accommodate regional traditions and materials into the international design vernacular. It's worth bearing in mind that this was in the 1930s, around the same time that other modernist figures were busy creating utopian plans for cities made of concrete, a material that wasn't readily available for much of the world. It's hard not to think of Le Corbusier's unrealized Via Radiesse, By contrast, Porset's creations and her way of thinking about design remain relevant today.
4: She was saying that if we bring together the craft and the industrial, we could have a Mexican design that is truly modern. We are getting industrialized. Don't forget that this is a craft country. and if we bring the craft traditions and put them in dialogue with the industrial, we are going to get a really unique thing. And I think her legacy is getting much alive. You know, just to think you know, of creating a design that it's truly Mexican or even truly Latin America. You know, just think about the context and design from Mexico for Mexico. To create something that has personality, but that relates to the context and to the culture. I think that's one of her most uh, important legacies and that young designers are really bringing to the present.
8: For Monocle, in Mexico City, I'm Louis Tomara,
0: And that's all for today's show. For more design stories, listen to our five-minute midweek bonus show, Monocle on Design Extra, which airs on Thursdays. And if you enjoy print, then do pick up a copy of Monocle magazine as well. It's on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced and edited by Maylee Evans. I'm Nick Manise, and you can reach me on nm at monocle.com. Thanks for listening, and Happy New Year.